Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi. I'm James, and welcome to The Sleep Pod. Every episode, I make up a boring and meandering story to put you in the mood for some really good sleep. This is the second of this year's two festive specials, and for this episode, I've decided to do something slightly different. If you're anything like me, the best thing about this time of year is that it becomes acceptable to watch formulaic, festive, made-for-TV films that, more often than not, star some of your favorite teen actors who are now in their late 30s. So for this episode, I've decided to make up my own. If anyone from Hallmark is listening, yes, I would be prepared to adapt this into a script so you can make it into an actual film. Now, get yourself comfortable. Maybe have a mulled wine or an eggnog. And I'll begin with the story. Holly is serving customers in her pie shop. The shop is called Holly's Pie Surprise. The shop is filled with customers. Lots of laughing small children marvel at the wondrous looking pastry treats. Here you go, Mrs. Grant, says Holly, as she hands over an expertly wrapped pie to an old lady. One Christmas special pie surprise, and as you know, the surprise is that it's just a really nice pie made with love and affection and apples, and some special festive spice mix. Ooh, 
Thank you, Holly. Mrs. Grant replies. I'm just like every other reasonable person in this town and believe that your pies are amazing and wonderful. And I am so proud of you for turning our little town into the Christmas pie capital of the world. And you alone are responsible for bringing in countless tourists every year. Who would have thought that all those years ago, when I was teaching you piano, that you would be the one responsible for putting the town of Bells on the map? Bravo! Holly smiles and blushes because she thinks she's doing what any normal person with a pie-making gift would do. Oh, don't. You'll make me blush, she says. Mrs. Grant laughs and walks off. Who's next? Holly inquires, as a crowd surrounds the counter, all eager-eyed and salivating. Outside the pie shop, the queue goes on for miles down the road, weaving in and out of all the landmarks of a small town somewhere in America that really, really likes Christmas. All the street lamps are decorated to look like candy canes. All the cars have been decorated to look like Rudolphs. And everyone is wearing Santa hats and Christmas sweaters. And every single building is heavily decorated in Christmas lights. Every building except one. The empty shop next door to Holly's pie surprise. Later that day, more snow has fallen and it is in fact still falling. Holly and her friend slash co-worker Carol leave the shop arm in arm and chuckling to themselves. They are really good friends. Ooh, says Carol. Look at that. What, says Holly. The shop next door. Mr. Hans, the handyman, is taking down the to-let sign. Oh, says Holly. Good. I wonder what it will be. Maybe a small independent bookstore. A year-round Christmas shop. How about a quaint toy shop that specializes in wooden toys that children of all ages love and never go out of style 
and their maiden a shop by an old man with a beard and his handsome son, Holly says, wondering out loud. No, I don't think so, says Carol. Look. They watch as Mr. Hands, the handyman, places a sign in the window. They both read the sign out loud in unison. Keith's Quiche Emporium. Oh no, says Carol. They will be in direct competition with you. Oh, I'm sure it will be fine, says Holly. And they both walk away. But a few steps later, Holly half turns around and has a look at the sign again. She looks worried. The next day, Holly is walking through the snow to work. She spots a queue forming outside her shop. She smiles. Business is good. But as she gets closer, she sees that the queue is for the shop next door. For Keith's Quiche Emporium. Oh no, thinks Holly. As she approaches, the doors to Keith's Quiche Emporium open and the queue enters. Hmm, she thinks, and decides to introduce herself to her new neighbors. Inside the shop, it is quite busy. People all around her are looking at the goods on sale and the shop is filled with wall-to-wall quiches. But one thing seems off. There are no Christmas decorations out. Suddenly, a handsome man appears. Hi, he says. I'm Keith, and welcome to my quiche emporium. Is there anything you are looking for? We've got it all. Cheese and bacon quiches. Vegetarian quiches. Vegan quiches. Gluten-free quiches. The whole scope of quichedom, all under one roof. Oh, says Holly. Hi, I'm Holly, your new neighbor. Ah, says Keith, the pie shop. Nice to meet you. You're not worried about competition, are you? No, she replies. Pies and quiches are totally different things. I couldn't agree more, says Keith. 
She looks around again, briefly. Wow, you've worked very fast. I can't believe you've done all of this in one night. It looks very good. The only thing you're missing is your Christmas decorations. Oh no, says Keith. I don't like Christmas, so I don't want any decorations. It's not a conflict of religions. I just don't have time for all of that stuff because I believe that enjoying the festive season and being a successful high-powered businessman are mutually exclusive. Oh, I don't think that's true, says Holly. Well, I do, replies Keith. This is just the newest of my business endeavors and that specific outlook hasn't failed me yet so I can't think that it will ever change. Well, says Holly, that may work in other towns, but not here in Bells. In Bells, we're all about Christmas. It's the event of the year. Hmm, says Keith, dismissively. I am a successful businessman, and I think I know what I'm talking about. I'm not running a pie shop. Yuck. I sell quiches. I obviously have my finger on the pulse of the public. No offence, obviously. Oh, says Holly, obviously annoyed. Well. I can see you're busy, so I will bid you good day. Yes, says Keith, good day, and he walks off. Holly rolls her eyes dramatically and then leaves for her own shop. A while later, and Holly is serving her customers. It is significantly quieter than it was the previous day. The customers that she is serving leave and she watches them exit the shop. She watches a family outside. They are looking at her pies through the window. She smiles at them and they wave back. Then the family see the quiche shop next door, and they go there. Holly looks deflated. Holly's best friend slash co-worker, Carol, enters the room with some fresh pies. She sees Holly looking sad. What's up? She asks. Oh, nothing. It's just that shop next door. We have no customers. This time last year, we had to get an extra flower delivery because we had run out. At this rate, we're going to have to discount all of the pies to sell them. Don't worry, says Carol. It's just because it is a new shop. Pies and quiches are totally different. 
but he doesn't even like Christmas, cries Holly. I wish that still meant something. Suddenly, some sleigh bells are heard. Holly and Carol look at each other. What's that noise? asks Carol. I don't know, replies Holly. It sounded like sleigh bells. Ah, says Carol. Everyone has sleigh bells attached to everything this time of year, so it was probably just something outside and not an indication of some magic being afoot. Yes, you're right, says Holly, relieved. I have a lot to do and don't have time for magical hijinks. Later on that day, Keith's Quiche Emporium is closing for the evening. He has sold a lot of quiches and he looks very pleased with himself. Suddenly, there is a chime at the door and the door opens. Keith looks up and sees a large man with a big bushy beard enter the store. Ah, says the man, you must be Keith. Let me introduce myself. I'm Mayor Shepherd, Mayor of the town of Bells. It's nice to meet you. They shake hands and they do that thing where they try and outdo each other with the firmest handshake. Both parties involve wince slightly. What can I do for you, Mr. Mayor? inquires Keith. Well, I was just wondering why you've not got any Christmas decorations up. Your shop looks like a black hole in the middle of Main Street. If you don't have any, then I'm sure I can find you some. I have plenty. Oh no, says Keith. I don't want any. I don't like Christmas, and it would go against my personal ethos, and I can't, with any level of honesty, participate. It's not a religious choice. I quite enjoy Easter with the bunnies and the eggs. It's just my own personal preference. Oh dear, says the mayor, because for some reason in our town's charter, it specifically says that every business owner must participate in the Christmas celebrations. There are some clauses, no pun intended, for spiritual and religious reasons. But you yourself have said that this is not the case. Oh dear, what can I do? cries Keith with panic. Although I am a successful businessman, I will lose everything if this business doesn't work for various reasons that I won't go into right now. Hmm 
says the mayor. Well, there's a one-week grace period where you can prove your festive worth. There will be a test in one week if you're willing to do that. Oh no, says Keith. I know nothing about Christmas. Well, says the mayor, you better hope that you find your Christmas spirit. Because that's what this is all about, really. A week is plenty of time. I'm not sure about that, but okay, I will try, says Keith. Good, says the mayor. And now, I must go to judge the elf competition. Goodbye and good luck, he cries out before leaving the store with a dramatic flourish. Keith stares out of the window, trying to think of a plan. Then, as if right on cue, Holly walks past his shop window. Keith jumps up and runs out of the shop. Holly, he calls. It was Holly, wasn't it? Holly stops and turns to him. Yes, that is my name. Oh, good, he says. I wasn't sure for a second because we've only just met today. Yes, she says. I remember. Okay, he relaxes slightly. Well, Holly, I have a problem. The mayor came round and told me that I need to get into the spirit of Christmas or my store will get shut down. I don't know anything about Christmas. Can you help me? Holly thinks for a moment. Hmm. Well, I don't really like you because you seem like a bit of a rude and arrogant man. But not helping you would not be very Christmassy of me. So I will help you. Oh, thank you so much, says Keith, wiping the sweat from his forehead. When can we start? Tomorrow? No, she says. Tonight. Meet me at the elf competition. By the Christmas tree. At 8 p.m. In case you don't know, the Christmas tree is the large tree over there. The one that is covered in lights and decorations. Oh, okay, says Keith. Thanks. I shall see you then. And then he runs back to the inside of his shop. Holly smiles, then looks a bit worried again then shakes it off and smiles. She's doing the right thing. 
Later that night, Holly and Keith are stood at the back of the elf competition, watching all of the elves. Ah, it's a very good competition this year, she thinks. All of the elves are doing really well. She cheers and claps and smiles. Keith is stood there looking confused. She looks at him looking confused and says, So, you didn't have elf competitions where you come from? He sighs. No, I don't think so anyway. Oh, she says. How come you don't know anything about Christmas? Oh, he sighs. I have a sad story about not doing this stuff when I was a kid, and then my parents were lost at sea at Christmas time. So I threw myself into my work and pretended Christmas didn't exist. It happens more often than you think. Oh, says Holly. I'm so sorry, and that totally explains your behavior and aversion to Christmas. Maybe, he says. But I'm still going to act a bit aloof, even though I have opened up to you. That's fair enough, she says. Do you think you understand Christmas yet? He thinks about this for a moment. Looks at the elves. Looks at the tree. No, he says. I think this will require a full week of activities. Okay, she says, and brushes some snow off of her shoulders. That's fine, even though it's Christmas, and I'm quite comfortable letting my only employee and friend do the majority of my work this week. That's handy, he says. I also have some employees who could work harder. It is in their benefit anyway, so I'm sure it will be fine. They turn back and continue watching the elf competition. Keith smiles briefly at an elf who is doing very well in the competition. And Holly bites her lip before turning back to also watch the elf. He was doing very good in the competition. Over the next week, they do all of the fun festive activities that can be found around the town. They help decorate the tree in Keith's house, have a snowball fight, go ice skating, sing some carols, build some snowmen, play some reindeer games, and wrap presents. Things are going very well between them, and there are a few longing glances between the two business owners. Holly and Keith are now 
at a homeless shelter, delivering pies and quiches to the needy. Just as they hand over the food to the person who runs the shelter, Keith's phone rings. He answers it and walks off, whilst Holly signs some paperwork and has a chat with the person who runs the shelter. They went to school together and are also good friends. Keith walks to a quiet corner and begins talking into his telephone. Hello. Hi there, he says. Yes. No. Oh, really? That's great. No. No? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm just delivering some food to the homeless. At that moment, Holly arrives behind Keith, but he doesn't see her there. No, he says, still on the phone. Some of my quiches and some pies. Right. I don't like pies, he says, and Holly's eyes go wide. Tears start forming in the corner of her eyes and start running down her face. She runs off. I love pies, says Keith, and then he turns around and sees Holly running off. Oh no, he thinks. What have I done? Holly, he shouts. Wait. He looks at his phone and shouts, I have to go, down it. Ends the call and runs after her. Outside the homeless shelter, and Keith bursts through the door. He looks around, but can't see Holly anywhere. Holly, he cries out. Holly, again, but with slightly more desperation. Oh no, he says and he kicks a pile of snow angrily. Later that night at Holly's house, Holly is having some hot cocoa with Carol. I can't believe he said that about pies, says Carol. I know, it's so disrespectful. I thought we were making progress but obviously, he still doesn't understand what the true meaning of Christmas is. Yes, he's a bad man, says Carol. They both click their mugs together in agreement. Meanwhile, Keith is sat at home. He looks miserable. Was it really all for nothing, he says turning to a large plastic Santa 
that Holly had placed in his living room. I shouldn't have said that. I know that even joking about hating pies is not very Christmassy, and I was silly for doing it. What can I do to make it up to her? The large plastic Santa does not answer. Hmm, he says. I need to prove to her that I understand Christmas. Sure, I can ace that test that the mayor has set me no problem now, but it doesn't mean anything if she thinks that I'm a big anti-pie fraud. I quite like her. Hmm. He thinks, staring straight into Santa's black plastic eyes. I know. I will make a pie. That will prove it to her. Keith runs to the kitchen. He almost picks up some eggs, but then says, No, no need for you eggs. This is pie time. And he gets some other ingredients out. For hours, he toils away, making pastry, cooking, meat and vegetables, making his own cranberry sauce, making some stuffing, and he puts it all inside a massive pie. Eventually, he is done. He has finished his massive pie. He is covered from head to toe in ingredients and has bits of pastry in his hair. He looks down at his creation. His pie resembles the town of Bells, with a central Christmas tree that is filled with gravy. It looks spectacular. With a heave, Keith carefully lifts up the pie and carefully runs out of his house. He runs down the street, and then another street, all the time carrying the heavy weight of his glorious, savoury pie. Eventually, he arrives at Holly's house. At the door, he fumbles around trying to ring the bell. But he can't do it without a free hand. So he shouts, Holly! Holly! I'm outside! Let me in! This is Keith, by the way. I'm sorry. Please answer the door so I can talk to you and show you what I have done. Inside the house, Holly and Carol look at each other. Did that voice just say that it was Keith? Asks Carol. Oh no, I'll go and see what he wants, says Holly, as she gets up and heads to the door 
She unlocks the door and then opens it and sees Keith stood there holding a massive pie. Keith takes a deep breath to compose his thoughts. What you heard? I'm sorry. I was joking. I was doing that thing where you say that you don't like something and then say that you love it. Do you know it? Yes, says Holly. It's a classic joke. It's very good. Oh, I feel so foolish now. No, says Keith. It's my fault for even joking about not liking pies. I do like pies. Look, I made a pie. Holly looks at the pie. Her eyes go wide. Wow, she says. You better come in. So he does. In the kitchen, he puts down the pie on the kitchen counter. What type of pie is this? What's in the tree? She asks. Ah, says Keith. I thought, what better way of showing my affection and thanks for you than to create this? It is a combination of both of our passions. You make sweet pies and I make savory quiches. And because of that, I decided to make a savory pie. A savory Christmas pie. It's got turkey and ham and season appropriate vegetables and some stuffing, some some bacon and sausages and some Brussels sprouts. All the usual Christmassy foods. And best of all, it's got a large Christmas tree filled with gravy. Holly looks at it in wonder. Wow, she says. Hey, am I imagining this? Or is it shaped like our town? Yes, says Keith. Luckily, the town is almost perfectly round. So I managed to keep it quite accurate too. Wow, says Holly again. Can I try some? Yes, I made it for you. I think I've got the hots for you. Holly gasps. I didn't realize until right now at this very second. But I think I have the hots for you too. That's excellent news, says Keith. Shall we have some pie and then do some kissing? Yes, 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 cries Holly. And they gorge themselves on the massive pie. And Carol quietly lets herself out of the house. She didn't want to disturb them. The next day, Keith has his town-appointed Christmas test. Holly gives him a thumbs up as he walks into the town hall to take the test. He is wearing 
a Santa hat and bright novelty socks. Holly sits outside nervously and after a while Keith emerges. He does that thing where he pretends to be sad and then smiles, letting her know that he was joking. They both punch the air and Keith throws his Santa hat high up into the sky just like he had graduated and then they run to each other and do some more kissing. A year passes and then it is the following Christmas. Holly and Keith have merged their shops and they sell an assortment of sweet and savoury pies and quiches. Although the sweet quiches are not that popular because it's a bit of a weird concept. The star of the shop is Keith's savoury Christmas pie. Crowds of people surround a central plinth in the middle of the store gazing on the savoury Christmas pies. Suddenly, the mayor turns up. He has a look around the store and then starts crying because he likes the savoury Christmas pie so much. Keith and Holly run over to the mayor to check that he is okay. Are you okay, Mr. Mayor? They both inquire. Yes, says the mayor. I am just so happy. I want to do something for you. I want to offer my services to marry you. Because wedding couples is something that the mayor can do in this town due to another ancient law in the town's charter. Without any hesitation, They both say yes. A crowd of customers surround them and the mayor gets out his special wedding hat that he had stashed in his back pocket. He says the special words that mean Holly and Keith are now married and then the happy couple do some more kissing and everybody in the shop cheers. The end. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the sleep pod for updates and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app that allows you to rate things a 5 star rating would be greatly appreciated until next time sleep well